You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. It's been an interesting week at the Vuelta a España for our three audio diarists, Pavel Sivakov of Ineos Grenadiers, James Knox of De Quick Quickstep, and John Bow of Euskadel Euskadi. Unlike the famous previous iteration of Euskadel Euskadi, the team does not insist on its riders being from the Basque country. Bo is from Valencia, and when the Vuelta reached some of his local roads at the end of the first week, he really shone, figuring in a couple of breakaways, including the very strong break on stage six, from which Magnus Court held on to win. Knox, meanwhile, has been part of a team that's won two stages with Fabio Jakobsen, whose return has given the Vuelta one of its feel-good stories. And Sivakov, who wears the King of the Mountains jersey as I sit here watching Stage 9, went close to a win on Stage 7, finishing third behind Michael Storer, who incurred the wrath of El Siv by apparently attacking when Sivakov dropped his chain. Lots for them to update us on then, and so without further ado, let's hear what our audio diarists have got to say. lovely victory today I think we did a, a good job but I think Fabio is the star of the show and rightly so this is one we're really going to enjoy as a team sit down and have a, a beer or two tonight make a toast really lovely really lovely to be a part of I didn't exactly do much but um, the boys needed a little bit of help staying up in the front so me and Maori got ourselves up there Maori first and then I came sort of flapping up the outside and uh, yeah we did a, a little bit of a, a chop off me and Maori I did I think until about 8k to go and then Maori maybe until 6k to go so not a bad not a bad effort there from the two of us and um, yeah they've been talking about it a lot afterwards obviously it's always full discussion uh, even when you win it's full discussion about what happened what went on and it sounded like it was pretty chaotic uh, chaotic I think at one moment on that that climb with three or two k to go where the red jersey crashed i was actually caught behind that fabio was on the left almost on his own and the rest of the boys were on the right but sounds like journey was dropping back but managed to get up to him and move him up a little bit over the climb got him across to uh to bert and then from there yeah i think there was a few of them in front after that right hander and they managed just to sort of put him on the back of the fdj train and uh, yeah, he did his thing. So this is why we're here to win a stage, and this is this is massive for us. It takes the pressure off as well. We can sort of enjoy this. This is the man we wanted to win. He's also got a nice little uh, position in the green jersey. 30, 40 points ahead of uh, Philipson now. So yeah, what perfect day really. Other than that, the day wasn't too exciting quite fast and winding up at times in the start and then on bigger roads but still uh, sort of yeah mainly tailwind really it could have been uh, quite dangerous there were moments where it was a little bit uh, crosswind and in a gutter but no one really did anything and no one seemed up to it so in the end yeah we got what we wanted tomorrow looks pretty similar again with a bit of wind um, but we'll be determined to go to go for it again so yeah yeah brilliant day and hopefully 
more of that to come. Fingers crossed. Stage five, Tarasson, was it Tarasson? I think it was Tarasson to Albacete, done. Yeah, not not a, really a very eventful day until the last 20k. Breakaway straight from the gun again. The usual suspects, I guess. Buscardi, Burgos and Cayoral up in the breakaway. Yeah, one of those days, I guess. Most people aren't really up for being in the breakaway, any, I guess, if I'm being honest. Fair play to those lads for getting up there, but kind of imagine they knew they were doomed all along. Yeah, it was just a, quite a long day. What did we do? 188, I think, K. Hey? Quite a lot of it sort of head, cross head, um, but just well under control all day. A lot of time to lack about, to be honest. A bit of chat. Going back to the car, catching up with different people, having a look around. Wasn't a whole lot to look at. Uh, we were past some vineyards. Don't know what wine it was, no idea. There's not much that in, in that part of Aragon, in the centre of Spain, is there? I don't imagine the, the TV images were particularly captivating either. Um, but then, yeah, uh, we got to the last... 50-60k and the, I guess the most notable part of the day was the wind. First off we were, yeah, I think everyone has the same, you know, same meetings, same in-depth analysis before the race. And we're all expecting a bit of crosswind for that last straight 30 kilometers into Albacete. So the confusing part was we came out of Roda where the intermediate sprint was. And there was actually just about probably the most dangerous moment in the whole race. Small road, straight on for about 20k, um, and wind really coming off, straight on the left. But nothing really happened. And then we turned the, yeah, what, what before the race seemed to be the crucial left turn, around just over 30k to go. Ineos still went full noise, but yeah, they went full noise into a headwind. So I guess they were just sticking to an original plan, but... The wind had definitely changed, but then quite bizarrely, yeah, we rode another like 5k and it moved, swung more and more and more to 3 o'clock. Well, not actually to 3 o'clock, more like 1.32, really. So it was still it was still a bit too much in the face to cause any splits, but it caused a lot of stress, obviously. And it was just that washing machine, you know. Um, the guys who were in the front were sort of putting it in the gutter, um, but so many people were in the wheels quite easy, quite comfortable, and they kept coming around and round and round, and there's very little organisation, you know, there's groups of, sorry, teams of four or five making an effort to swing around and put it in the gutter and accelerate for a bit, but yeah, a couple of minutes hard, and then they'd sort of feel the, feel the wind and then slow down a bit, and after a bit of that, there was obviously the big, big crash that happened pretty near the front of the bunch, it could have only been like 10, 15 wheels back, to be honest. I managed to just slip down the left-hand side. I was on the last few guys who got through unscathed um, and without really having to touch the brakes or anything. Just, yeah, one of those strange moments. Saw it all unfolding. Guys in front of me crashing. And I wouldn't really say instinct took over. I just did nothing. I just kept my, kept my line, hoped for the best. 
and yeah, as, as luck would have it, just there's a path straight in front of me and kept going. So um, I got my way through. It was just me and Fabio there in the front, so I, I was actually a bit stressed because I thought, bloody hell, here we go, I'm going to have to do a job here, trying to do a bit of a lead out or something, uh, which which was a bit of a scary proposition. But anyway, quickly, more lads came back. We had Stevie, but uh, Florian never made it back. Me, Baggio and Maori flapping about, trying to help, but not really having the gas to get right up there and in, in the mix. But from, from what I could see, they were in the right position, all good to go. And then, yeah, I think there was some... Yeah, all I know is, all I can say really, is Fabio wasn't happy with some of the sprinting, some of the some of the stuff that happened in the last couple of K. I think they felt like they got chopped up pretty badly before the last corner. And then there was a lot of... Uh, from left to right and guys yeah swinging across the road as the sprint opened and he never really got a chance to open so he's obviously very disappointed and yeah I guess we're all very disappointed that was the goal today to go for the sprint so still up for second but yeah it's not yeah for those guys it's a I'm not saying second is 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 worthless but it's certainly yeah it's not a win is it it's a big big difference so yeah still some other chances but Disappointing today, I guess, in that sense. But other than that, yeah, Florian cut his eye in that crash. He's okay. Um, did look like a few guys took some nasty cuts and scrapes. Um, but I saw that everyone finished, so hopefully everyone's all right. And yeah, and that was it. I think that's I think that's today's report. to talk about forgot to do yesterday's entry potty so anyway yesterday we'll start off with that we'll get it quick we'll get it out of the way yesterday was pretty grim a lot of stress fast day up and down winding in uh the start sort of pin 34th wheel couldn't move up yeah and then we sort of came off those narrow rolling up and down roads brake went I instantly thought it was doomed because the uh, bike exchange came to ride and they started riding pretty hard. Even if the gap was up to five or six minutes and we had to get through just roundabouts and roundabouts and roundabouts and road furniture and and spectators standing in the road and stress for bits of crosswind and narrow points. And yeah, we went sort of skirted around Valencia and then bombed south on the coast down to Culera. Culera? however you'd say it um and then yeah just an almighty battle coming into that right hander for the first of those local circuits one of those things really i guess it's difficult to sort of see unless you're not part of it but um we obviously wanted Baggioli, Baggi in the front the plan was to go for him the plan was to keep him in the front keep him out of trouble give him a good crack at the stage um and then that sort of leaves this tricky scenario where the big boys are all lined up ahead of Bagioli and me and Maori are behind scrapping for our lives so yeah before we turned right um, I think me and Maori both started dropping places I think even uh, Andrea also lost lost some wheels um, when we did when it went full beans that first crosswind all three of us are in the back me and Maori dug really deep to get back up to Andrea give him a turn or two 
sort of move out to the left to try and give him a bit of cover and get the like second or third echelon going. Groveled our way back to the front group, um, got him back to the big boys. The big boys take took care of him again. And then he was in a fantastic position for the second time and did a fantastic climb to finish third. But yeah, I think Magnus Cott Nielsen was the the story of the day. Um, I can't really imagine doing what he did there, pulling all day like a horse and then doing five minute full beans to finish it off and not letting the bunch catch him. So yeah, that was that was a demonstration. Um, but we were happy, gave it all our all. I was pretty, yeah, I was, I was belted to be honest. I was uh, got to that last climb, scrapping around, fighting just to stay in the wheels because it was really fast day all day. And then yeah, when we started sprinting at the bottom, just had nothing left in the legs. So that was my day yesterday. And then let's move on to today, shall we? I think it's a question of where to start. Wow, extremely hard day. Straight out of Gandia towards Pago. Then up a climb I've done once before in training. Because, yeah, a lot of the teams do all our December, January camps down in the Calpe, Gandia, Costa Blanco, I think it is. Costa Blanco? I think that's right. All that area. So a lot of roads that the pros know well. But holy shit, it was hot today. Um, It has been hot the other days, obviously. But, um, yeah straight into a 25 minute climb uphill was right you know i was right up there wanting to get involved but i was just blowing blowing my doors off honestly i I felt nauseous could could you know heart was pounding head was throbbing stayed in as long as i could and yeah it was full full beans in the front um obviously a lot of tax everyone wanted to be in the break um and i just ended up slipping backwards i was not going forwards at all did my best to not explode. I think it was like 5k, pretty steep, and then it sort of rolls over the top, but still going up. Um, and I found myself in a, I think like what sort of seemed to be the first group at one point off the back of the main bunch. And I got dropped from that, but sort of found myself in the cars. Managed to come back after a tricky descent to another group i mean i think i think no one else behind me even came back at one moment i came i went back into the convoy i had a look around there was no one else there i managed to stay in the convoy for a bit come back to the group i was in chop off with them full death chop with them to get to the group ahead and then with that group get to the group ahead and then we came back to the main to the main group me and bagioli came back to the main group and maori was in there um but literally, as we arrived back in the group, it was still still attacking, stop-start. And that's where the 30-man break went. But, yeah, we were all just cut. There was nothing really to say about tactics or what went wrong because Maori gave it all on his climb to try and get away and then blew his doors. Me and Andrea didn't even manage to do that and then blew our doors. So, yeah, after that, it was just pinned in the wheel, going back to the car, as much ice and cold bottles of water, pouring bottles of water over my head all day, Um, doing my best just to cool off a little bit, but the legs were just beaten up, I'd just gone 12 rounds with Tyson Fury, it felt like I had nothing, I was just, yeah, taking a beating and I just had to ride around, Um, and as soon as movie started lit up, wasn't in a bad position, was in the middle of the group, but didn't have anything had absolutely nothing and at that point 
Maori and, and Andrea were even worse than I was. So when I realised I was going nowhere, I, I fought for a few minutes or even a couple of minutes and went backwards, started slipping back with some of the guys going out the arse and looked round and saw Andrea and Bajoli even further out the arse. So in the end, made the decision just to stick together, save ourselves a bit. Only a minute later, we came around a condor, uh, corner and Valverde was on the deck, looked pretty bashed up, which wasn't, yeah, wasn't a great, great scenario for him. That was only a few minutes after they just opened it up as well. And then, yeah, the three of us, we had the car as well, so at least we were taking drinks and, yeah, had some support, food and drinks, and gradually, yeah, just tried to ride as easy as possible on the climbs because there was still a long way to go. There was still like 50, 60K. And then just pull on the flat and take the downhills quite quick. Um, we caught more and more riders, and then by that, by the time we got to that last climb, we all packed up because we are all... Just trying to save what we could. But yeah, brutal, brutal day. Had a look at the file afterwards and I've done, I think I've done my uh, best ever 60 minute heart rate and third best 90 minute heart rate. So like 186 beats per minute for for an hour. So yeah, that 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 heart pounding in the chest wasn't imaginary. I was, re- I was really having a tough time out there in the heat. Um, and yeah, and just couldn't really push through to be honest I think a lot of guys suffered the same um, our boys down in the Gruppetto really had to go full gas today to survive um, we've got a sprint tomorrow so we're hoping hoping they'll be all okay uh, we all lost a lot of time obviously I think I'll be pulling a bit on the flat tomorrow to save some of the big boys for the final and yeah we've got a stage just going following the Mediterranean going south and then this interesting looking Lappen Peninsula little well, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a, I did I did geography A level. You know, is it like a it's like a sand spit, isn't it? It's just like a, could be stressful, could be wind. But it's flat, so that's something, that's something to cherish. Got a steak on the menu tonight. I really think I need a steak. Get a bit of red meat into me. Come out swinging after that. I have to try and bounce back for this and get over the road, get in some breakaways, go for some uh, stage wins, because, yeah, taking a kick in so far. It's the morning after. Uh, morning after another team win. Could celebrate last night. Everyone very happy. You had a, some champagne or some, I think it was some carver, actually. And yeah, it was a great day. Wanted to go for the sprint. We had a good look at and plan out what we could do. Um, in the end, I was riding to try and keep the powder dry of Joseph. Um, in the last 15, 10k, where it was sort of everyone agreed that it was going to be really difficult. I'm going to need some horsepower to stay in the front on that sort of twisting final 10k. Yeah, be in the front there, stay out of trouble. Also, sort of be able to move across the road a little bit um, and not get swamped behind so I did my bit yeah it was alright didn't mind it sort of just enjoyed riding like a bit of a prick to be honest um, I saw our lads were near the front and just enjoyed dishing out the pain came easy into corners and roundabouts and then had a little surge afterwards onto the moto quick accelerate and if I was accelerating then like 
man 150 is going to be having a horrible time so just played the game a little bit we started riding early kept the gap down got it straight down to two and a half minutes from three and a half minutes and then it's sort of like a bit of i mean the breakaway don't know who's pulling behind but it was me and another 60 kilo man from alpsin for the first half so even though we can't physically bully them it's just it's a bit of a mental game just get the gap down straight away show them they've not got a chance to get anywhere and then yeah just keep it on a tight leash really the tighter the leash the sort of easier it is just to keep riding steady pace after that all day breakaway's not got much morale and it makes our lives a little bit easier oh, well my life a little bit easier i'm not one for a big wind up for the last 50k needing to claw back five minutes so that was basically my plan of action make it as easy as possible thinking thinking about the stage all i saw all day i had to go on my phone and find out about it. sos marmano there's that little inland sea the fish are dying but but what it was a really big protest um there was signs everywhere 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 we were by the sea pretty much all day but then yeah the lead out went really well i think everyone managed to do their jobs andrea even managed to collect fabio and get him back up to the front when i think he lost the wheel 5k to go or so so yeah and he dominated the sprint big raging bull wasn't he down the home straight brilliant to see back in green also uh that was yesterday yesterday's Victory kind of feels a little bit forgotten now. We've got a, got a big day in the mountains down to Almeria. Will be a big, big fight for the breakaway. Sort of flatter roads to start and then the big hills to finish. So, yeah, big fight then. And rest day tomorrow. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast, powered by Super Sapiens, energy management for committed athletes and coaches. Uh, I'm Robert Keurens, uh, I'm 20 years old and I live in Belgium. Uh, I ride for Team Novenolisic Development Team. I think three years ago I did uh, the Tel Nadi camp. It's a camp where like people with diabetes can come to and you, you do some training. And then the better riders can get into the team, and that's also how I um, came in contact with the team. So I already cycling. I'm already uh, cycling for I think 11 years. I started when I was yeah 10 years old. My my results were very bad before I was diagnosed, and like we were figuring out why it was. And when we went to the doctor, then we saw I had diabetes. So it's a shock in the beginning. Like you don't know what, what diabetes exactly is, but once you get to know more and more about it it gets easier and also my results got better and better again and i think if you can manage it like good it's not a disadvantage you have to watch it more than like other people don't have to watch their glucose as much as you have to do it so that's the most important thing if if that's in range then you're good
After become Blanco stage that we managed to get one of our riders in the break. Uh, yesterday I, I was the man to go into the break no and try to get some time to the main group peloton and then try to to get to the to the finish line now but it was very very difficult many teams with sprinters worked and also the the, the group was a bit nervous about the the wind conditions if it could be hard or you can split the group and the end I was caught with the other two riders 13 kilometers to the finish line and it was quite hard day uh, it was not very hot but at the end 140 kilometers 150 I think 152 kilometers in the break at the end you you feel tired but well it was I was happy at the end many people see you in the TV uh, the sponsor of the team has to be also shown you know, happy and that's the that's why we many times we get in this type of breakaways now when i was little very little i saw i remember now that i every every day i i put on the tv with the tour of france the vuelta España. i remember to see the Euskaltelluskadi riders in the break fighting every stage every mountain stage uh, the king of the mountain jesse it was a, a team that you saw that battled every every stage with anger. With uh, they wanted to do very well, no? And also the, all the people that are uh, behind behind the team that they feel the team like theirs. It's very very beautiful, no? This this sensation that you go in a in a summit of a mountain and you see. Hundreds of people with um, the orange, orange T-shirts with the Osvaldeluskadi Mayot. Uh, they cheer you. They maybe they don't know you, but they only work because you wear the the clothes and you are the Euskadi team. It's different. It's another. It's another type of of feeling, no? That other teams don't have. Yesterday was a, a quite incredible day because every every village, every town we go past, they, they knew I was racing there. And in the break, no, I, I after 40 kilometers, I managed to go into the break with uh, four men, and we did the we have well, we had I think five six minutes of advantage at the most. And we managed to get to the finish, to the fin to the last climb, no, and then the, in the last two kilometers, and it was was very I enjoyed it a lot, you know, yesterday. And uh, well, here in Valencia, I I, I live here since I was since I was born, no, and and I started cycling here with 12 years old with an ex-professional that did a, a cycling school. 
and I went past uh, some teams, uh, also the Fundación Contador team in junior and under 23 before going to to pro cycling. No, uh, well here for me now, uh, it's it's one of the best places in the world, not to train also in 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 winter at most no because uh, we have nice temperatures nearly every day of the year there's some sun, some sun and uh, most of the pro teams come here in in winter this way no but also I also have a, a, a house in in one village of Teruel that is in in the high mountains and I used to be now uh, more most of the most part of the year they're training because it's less hot in summer and I have more long climbs. That's one of the things here in Valencia I don't have. Well, here we are. First, uh, yeah, let's say first morning stage of the the Vuelta Dawn. Uh, came pretty early this year. Yeah, um, pretty long day out in the saddle. Uh, wasn't wasn't super hard to be honest. Um, the break went went pretty early. Uh, strong break, strong break. Eight guys in the front, and uh, they made it to the finish. Uh, uh, so yeah, it was quite easy all day. Headwind, so the pace was pretty low. And then was yeah just about about the um, the last twenty k did the job to bring the boys in the front. Uh, wasn't an easy task honestly with the headwind. Yeah, we we used uh, we used four riders to get into that uh, that small road that left corner. So yeah, it was uh, was pretty pretty tough, pretty hectic, pretty fast final. Yeah, uh, had to do an early effort, so I wasn't early effort just before that uh, left corner onto the small road about uh, 9k from the bottom of uh, the Picon Blanco so yeah I was a bit cooked after that uh, recovered a little bit and uh, then I was already far back so started to climb behind so yeah didn't yeah couldn't couldn't help the boys too much in the final climb but uh, I think they did really well even uh, without me, Adam was up there, Egan was up there, uh, Richie, Carapaz as well. I think he, he cracked a bit towards the top, but um, oh, it looks good. Really happy, really happy to see the boys up there. For me personally today, yeah, it wasn't my best day. I think um, I think I, uh, I felt actually um, yesterday's, yeah, like yesterday's heat, yesterday's uh, very high temperatures, Thing impacted me a little bit, you know. I was feeling, uh, wasn't feeling bad today, but uh, wasn't my best day. Um, I think, I think a lot of it affected quite a lot of guys. Uh, this super super hot day, it just uh, takes much more out of you than you think. Yeah, just just a sh- little shocker for the body. Uh, even though I did quite a, quite some work on the the heat adaptation for Tokyo. I think uh, you know those extreme temperatures. They they always uh, no matter what you do, is always going to affect you. So um, no, um, have to get that one done. Tomorrow, 
probably another tricky day. Uh, I'm not sure about it. Yeah, probably some crosswind. Yeah, it's going to be stressful anyway, crosswind or not. Uh, again, it's probably similar to day one. Uh, I mean, stage two, which was uh, day one after the prologue, uh, first road stage. Looking pretty good with the boys. Uh, uh, they're definitely in good shape. Today was the first test uh, for the GC guys. So, uh, yeah, I think a good job done. Hey, the Cycling Podcast. Here in uh, Guadalajara, uh, stage four done. Not much to say really about today. Yeah, pretty straightforward. Uh, classic sprint stage. Worked a bit for the boys uh, and then relaxed in the final. Saving them legs for uh, for the weekend uh, where I'll have um, big tasks on the, the yeah the first uh, big day, big stages around Alicante and then uh, around Almeria where uh, we will have two nice open finishes with a pretty tough yeah rough days before not uh, not like yesterday where it was let's say more or less flat until the until the Pico Blanco. So yeah, straightforward days. Now is like let's say transition stages. Uh, just getting through the the middle of Spain. I guess that's it for today. Yeah, a little bit of a interview with Daniel this morning. Uh, and yeah, and just yeah, finish finish stuff in a bunch. Uh, another day done. Uh, box ticked. So yeah, I guess that's it for today. And uh, yeah, the yeah the only thing is notable thing I would say is uh, again you know late evening uh, really really start to to settle a bit in that Spanish Spanish rhythm um, yeah I always it's, it's not usual to have dinner at 9 30 in the evening uh, so yeah I guess uh, I guess yeah I'll have to to settle throughout the, these three weeks because uh, tomorrow looking Looking on a daily plan for tomorrow, it's it's again a really quite a big transfer after a stage. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be late dinner, late massage, and yeah, then off to bed. Uh, yeah, days are going pretty quick here, uh, as always on the ground too, really. the cycling podcast yeah pretty eventful and an eventful day really um totally flat stage uh i think was we can count on the on our fingers how many how many roads we took probably uh just uh yeah i think one of them one of them roads was just 170k straight and uh pretty boring day really uh but uh a lot of stress a lot of stress in the peloton because of the of the the area uh, reopened um and everyone was expecting me to win the forecast wasn't wasn't crazy about the win but still you know everyone wants to be in the front we never know and uh that just kind of creates uh, yeah a lot of tension a lot of stress in the peloton and uh even though the wind didn't split it uh, at the end, the, the crash did, and yeah, uh, that's that happens quite often actually. You know, uh, sometimes the wind is just not strong enough, and everyone knows it. But uh, doesn't matter. Everyone wants to be in the front, and 
yeah, uh, there is only a certain amount of space on the road, so yeah, always create a crash. Um, so yeah, uh, was a big one. I was, I was actually, I was, I just done my job. I was behind a crash, so I had time to, to, to like to break. Uh, I didn't see really who was involved. Just so Richard was there, um, waited for him and. Then with Salva, we, we brought him back. Uh, yeah, it was probably the hardest effort of the day. Even harder than uh, getting first in the in the left corner where it was supposed to be uh, yeah, a crosswind. So yeah. Uh, yeah, and luckily, luckily, he, he doesn't have much. Uh, just a little little bruise and, and that's it. Uh, I saw that... Um, Romain Bardet is uh, crashed pretty hard yesterday. Uh, it's a bit sad for him, and uh, yeah, Ren Taramai as well, uh, losing the jersey. Uh, second day in a row, he's crashes. Not after after a big high. Now it's uh, it's quite a, quite a low, but uh, yeah, that's that's cycling really. And uh, yeah, really happy, really happy for my buddy Kenny. Uh, really happy to see him um, in red. Uh, I think uh, he worked really hard this year uh, pro- before the tour. Got a got a second place in the Vantu, but I think he he really deserved um, really deserved that 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 one. I think he'll enjoy it, and um, yeah, he can he can keep it for for quite a bit actually. I think he he tells me that he's not in a, in a really good shape, but uh, I think he's he's going pretty well. So yeah, we'll see. Hey, dear listeners of the Cycling Podcast, uh, here it is, uh, another entry for my audio diary. Stage 7, a uh, really eventful day for everyone and for me as well. Um, what a stage, what a super hard stage it was. Super hot, super warm from uh, from the start, especially in that first first climb. So yeah, after 7k of racing straight away, we, we hit that first cat. And yeah, there from there on the the race just went uh, bananas. <laughs> it was quite crazy. Everyone wanted to get in a break because uh, yeah, everyone knew that it was a good day for a breakaway. So it was a lot of attacking. I was kind of staying up there in the front, but I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, covering covering the big moves uh, in that first climb it took some time to go because even after that first cut. Yeah, no one, uh, no one could could go go away really, and uh, it all happened in the in Leo Valley. After that, probably like an hour twenty, an hour thirty in. Yeah, managed managed to get in the big group. Uh, I have to say, yeah, I was covering quite a lot of moves there, so uh, yeah, spent a lot of energy. But yeah, made it into a big group of thirty guys. From there on, uh, UAE was pulling for Jan Bolans. With uh, with Trentin, wow, he he was he was going. Uh, he actually made uh, that that big breakaway by one of his massive turns, and then just kept going for him for Polans because Polans was uh, I think the best guy on GC at that point there. So yeah, um, from there on was pretty straightforward until we hit that uh, second cut with probably forty around forty k to go. Um, there's a DSM who were uh, with the with numbers five guys uh, start uh, start attacking one after another. Yeah, I just uh, just thought that now I, I don't need to to miss to miss the the first move because usually 
in that kind of situation in the big breakaways if uh, if there is a move going the good move it's usually the good yeah it's usually going to the finish because behind kind of no one is committing 100% and you're just there in the front yeah riding riding a good tempo so yeah I made it yeah first uh, Lawson Craddock went on his own and then me and Storr we got across um yeah I was I was going really well feeling really good at the point I thought wow cool yeah now you're you're on it Storr to me Storr looked looked a bit yeah I thought he was not so good on this flatter bits I was just kind of going uh, I thought he was he was a bit on the limit but then then I tried to move a few times in the second last climb and he was always on my wheel actually when I did my second move I dropped my chain and uh, yeah something not so so good from from him there uh, happened uh, he just uh, carried on yeah he didn't carry on he actually attacked me uh, while I dropped my chain so that was not so good not so nice to see uh, yeah like I said um, several interviews after the race I was a bit bitter about this but yeah well what can you do you know it's the racing yeah yeah it's, it's like this what this happened I had to to sprint pretty hard to get back up in the front and then yeah just paced myself as hard as I could into the last climb. Yeah, I got third and uh, yeah, we can say little, little consolation with uh, the managers in Notre Some They asked me as well about this in the, the post-race interview, but Notre Dame because uh, the, win, the win would have been much, much better than the, that managers, even though it's better than nothing. That's for sure. Uh, at least I got, <laughs> I got a taste of the podium. It's been a long time. But yeah, uh, generally, generally a good day for me. Feeling great. I was feeling great today. A uh, good day for the boys as well behind. Really good job. Really good to see to see everyone up there. Uh, I think. Uh, I think. Yeah. I think we're on a, on a good path to uh, to do something something big here in the Vuelta. So yeah, happy happy with today. I'm uh, obviously a bit bitter. Uh, didn't win, but yeah, I should be happy overall. It's been a it's been a tough tough period after um, after the Giro for me. Um, yeah, uh, mentally wasn't easy. Um, it was pretty pretty hard uh, to get over uh, all this. You know, I was not confident. Lost a lot of confidence. You know, um, yeah, probably you know always putting that uh, yeah too much expectations for myself and. Uh, you know, obviously after the crash, after all what happened, it was kind of if if I would think rationally normal that uh, I wouldn't, I wasn't at the level I would want to be. Yeah, after that, uh, yeah, it took me some time to to reflect and uh, yeah, um, just start uh, yeah to enjoy everything and enjoy the racing and uh, yeah, I did like starting. You know, I had quite a big break from racing after Tour de Suisse and. Uh, yeah, was I think was was also good for me, um, kind of to to take a step back. That that that's the that's the word. Take a step back on everything. Take a step back on my role in the team as well. That's what I'm I'm doing here in the Volta, you know, as a support role. And I think it will just bring me back like uh, that confidence and everything, you know. Um, I think uh, bad things sometimes happen for but even better things. So uh, yeah, it's good to to be on the on the uprising again. Um, to, to have good legs to fight for the victory to be there helping the boys in the first week on the flat on the crosswinds so yeah just just enjoying that Vuelta uh, last memories I had of, of it was 
was not so good <laughs> and because uh, I crashed out and now uh, yeah now uh, now I hope uh, hope to keep keep that that good good um, good momentum going you've been listening to an episode of kilometer zero by the cycling podcast supported by super sapiens thanks to our three audio diarists and thanks to adam bowie who produced this episode Music.